This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, March 22nd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part one of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. From Aviva Studios, this is Our Industrial Life, the podcast that brings you stories from the essential industries and investigates how data and technology are shaping the future of the connected industrial economy. I'm your host, Rebecca Ahrens, and today we're kicking off a new series on the podcast. We're going to be having ongoing conversations with two very special guests. So my name is Lisa Wee. I'm a VP of Sustainability at Aviva. Hi, everyone. My name is Ruchi Shah, and I am the Sustainability Manager at Aviva. Over the next few months, Lisa, Ruchi, and I will discuss topics like science-based targets, the role of industry in shaping the future health of our planet, the importance of setting sustainability goals, and how industrial technology is helping businesses meet and surpass those goals. So without further ado, here's our show. Thank you both for joining me today to talk about COP26, which I know that you attended, Lisa. So I just want to start by taking this back to the basics. What's at stake here? Why should we care about what happens at COP26, especially since we hear sometimes suggestions from activists, for example, that these conferences are really just full of empty promises? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great and important question. Just to take it a step back a, a minute, you know, what what is COP? What what does that part of the uh, the name stand for? It stands for Conferences of the Parties, uh, and it relates to parties that have signed the UN United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. So this is the uh, most global conference that the world has uh, to discuss climate change and how to make progress on it. And I, I think it, it it matters because, you know, why does the United Nations matter? It, it matters because we're trying to have global cooperation on really big problems that transcend national boundaries that no one country, no one group of actors can can solve alone. And I would say that that applies to no issue more than climate. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. When wind power was the leading source of renewable electricity perhaps five years ago, the middle of the U.S. experienced a sustained gust of wind power project activity. But now that solar power has displaced wind as the leading source of renewable energy, sunnier areas like the West Coast, Southwest, and Rocky Mountain regions have surged to the front of the line in terms of renewable energy project activity. Perhaps hinting at the degree to which the global market is interconnected, the Kremlin warned on Monday that everyone would be impacted by an abrupt ban on Russian crude oil supplies. 
Last week's 7.4 magnitude earthquake on the eastern coast of Japan was nowhere near as deadly as 2011's 9.0 magnitude catastrophe that killed nearly 20,000 people and caused the meltdown of three reactors at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Nonetheless, the 2022 earthquake resulted in four deaths and the closures of several major factories and industrial facilities, some of of which play major roles in supplying the global technology sector. Industrial Info's Global Market Intelligence Outage Database is keeping tabs on these developments. The Oil and Natural Gas Corporation, India's largest oil company, is moving ahead with life extension projects at various oil and gas fields, especially in its offshore operations, in order to maintain strong production levels. And in the first two months of 2022, China's output of crude oil totaled 33.47 million metric tons. That's an increase of 4.6% year over year, according to China's National Bureau of Statistics. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.